Hey guys, what's up? Guggen here. I am had a few things that I wanted to talk about, so I thought I'd jump on and, you know, do a quick little solo pod here. Jess is feeling a little under the weather, so he's not gonna be joining me on this one. So a couple things that I'm gonna be talking about on this episode is my reaction to Stranger Things Volume 2. So if you listen to my episode that I made a couple weeks back about you know, uh, discussing Stranger Things Volume 1. You know, I loved it, and I was very highly anticipating Volume 2, which came out, I think, a little over a week ago now, so hopefully everybody's gotten around to check it out. It is pretty big. Um, you know, I it's if I think that's it's doing really well. It's, you know, all over social media, and I think finally Netflix played this right where you know they split it up gave the show some more room to breathe and that's why after the initial release of it we're still talking about it now versus when it's just they dump everything that one weekend you get maybe a couple week a couple weeks you know it stays kind of in the limelight and you talk about it but i think finally they figured it out uh you know with stranger things and i think that kind of goes for their whole all the other shows as well you know obviously stranger things is one of their biggest ones but um i honestly think peacemaker kind of had the the best approach when they dropped it it was three episodes the first day so it really sinks its hooks into you you know it's like you get the pilot and then you get two additional episodes sinks the hooks into you and then after that we're going week by week it stays in the zeitgeist of the internet. It stays fucking, you know, uh, it stays very current. Uh, you know, that was always my biggest knock against Stranger Things. It, it comes out every couple of years. And then like a fart in the wind after a weekend, it's gone. So splitting it up like this, I think it it should have been the move that they always kind of went with. But I think, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if next season they split it up into three. You know, um, so I'll, I'll, I'm going to get into my thoughts and reactions and all my, you know, thought. I've been thinking about it a lot, man. I, I, I really, really enjoyed this season of Stranger Things. Uh, but to kind of lead off the show, I am going to give a spoiler free, no spoilers, a spoiler free little discussion about Thor Love and Thunder. So it just came out. I saw it last night, um, opening night. Um, I was originally going to go with my wife. You know, I bought tickets as soon as they went on sale. Unfortunately, she had work, couldn't go. And um, a buddy of mine ended up going with me. So theater was packed. It was, I don't know, man. There's just something magical about going to watch a movie on opening night. I think one of the first movies I ever saw, like opening night, I don't know if, I don't know if they're still doing like the midnight releases. I think... They used to do like a Wednesday or even Thursday midnight release where it was legit midnight uh, back in the day. I think of the first Avengers was one of the first movies that I went where it was legit opening night. It was going to play at midnight. So I was still in school. I was doing clinicals at that time. And I was, uh, you know, my clinicals were in fucking Salinas, which is over an hour from where I live. But a classmate of mine, a good buddy of mine. He would allow myself and our other class uh, classmate to crash at his place. So 
um, you know, we're we're in the middle of clinicals and stuff like that. But um, I knew the uh, uh, the Avengers was coming out that night, so I was like, guys, we gotta get these tickets. Let's fucking go. And um, it was legit a midnight showing. And I don't know, man. There's just something kind of magical about that. And I remember one year when Captain America: Winter Soldier came out. I went to a double feature, so it was the first cap, and then it, you know, then they premiered the second one. There's just something fun about that, just because you know that's where it really brings out like the true, true, true kind of fans that are just there. Uh, I think uh, there was a lady a couple uh, seats down from me. She had her, you know, Thor cape. Um, I think she, you know, she had the helmet and all that stuff. It was just awesome to see, and uh, you know, this movie was. I was really anticipating it. Um, you know, Thor, Thor one. You know, it was what it was. It was a lot of like the Phase one movies. I think Iron Man was like the best of the best out of the Phase one Marvel movies. But I think like you know, um, Captain America, the first Avenger, and even the first Thor. The first Thor was okay. You know, it was okay. It it was what it was. It was pretty entertaining it was an introduction to this character seeing chris hemsworth for the first time it was it was good man it, it, it was good and then thor the dark world i think you know it's it's um kind of touted as the worst marvel movie um now you know is it uh you know it's all subjective um it it, it, it you know some people i honestly don't even know i i you know, i would say some people enjoy it but i have never really met somebody that was like, you know what? What I believe was great, Thor the Dark World. No, like that was always the biggest knock. Um, that the Dark World sucked, the villain in it sucked. And, you know, it kind of left Thor's character kind of just drifting and, you know, kind of still trying to establish. And then I think Taika Waititi with Thor Ragnarok really kind of changed that and it kind of refreshed the character. Um, you know, it was pretty well touted, uh, you know. It, it, the you know Thor in the in the trilogy of the Thor movies, Ragnarok is definitely the best one, and just because of the style and you know the story and everything that we got in there, and you know I like Taika Waititi, man. Um, I liked him. I've liked him for a, a while. I think the first movie I saw him was What We Do in the Shadows. Now I know that's a FX show as well, but I think originally it was his movie that came out, where it's about vampires and stuff like that. It's really funny, and um, and um, and when he got into the director seat of you know Thor, kind of revamped the character, and so we see, you know, it, 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 when the when the reviews for Thor, Love and Thunder started to come out, you know, we know. A couple like it was over. I think it might have been a couple years ago now at Comic Con uh, that they announced that Jane Foster is coming back. She's going to be coming back as Thor, and um, and you know the you know we I don't read comics, but I kind of know of that storyline where she becomes Thor and what's kind of going on in there. So it's like, hey, they're going to go down that route, and. You know, when, when the critic review started trickling out on this one, uh, it was kind of surprising. Um, you know, um, I think right now, currently, it sits at a 68% from critics on Rotten Tomatoes, which for a Marvel movie is low, um, especially like a Thor movie. You know, like 
you would expect uh, it, it, it to be much higher. And so that kind of threw me off. Um, I try not, you know, it's, I, I use the ratings very conveniently. If, if it's a movie I liked and it's got a high rating, I'm like, oh my God, it's a 92% critic. But if it's a movie I liked and it's a lower rating, it's like, what do the critics know? You know, this movie isn't for the critics, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Or if it's a movie that's very highly rated and I didn't enjoy it, it's like, oh, this movie's overrated. So I am a very biased person when it comes to, you know, ratings and stuff like that. So, but it's just, you know, it, it, it does kind of fuck with your expectations. So when I saw that it had a lower rating like this. I was like, oh, man, like this was one of my most anticipated movies of the summer. That's kind of a bummer. I wonder if it sucks, but I'm still going to go check it out and, you know, kind of, you know, see from my perspective if I liked it or if I didn't like it, which I think is important for people to do. Now, if you're just sitting around looking for movies, like you're scrolling, you know, Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb can be useful in that where, you know, you don't waste your time. You You don't, you know, so like looking at the ratings and stuff here and there is, you know, a useful tool. But I am happy to say that I enjoyed this movie. I really enjoyed this movie. Um, now, you know, I just saw it yesterday, so it is still I'm still kind of digesting it and, you know, seeing how I feel about it and stuff. But, you know, I think a good indicator for me if a movie I enjoyed it is the next day I'm thinking about it, a couple days after I'm thinking about it, that, you know, I'm still thinking about this movie that I saw that, sh you know, that kind of tells me like, hey, man, I really did enjoy it because, you know, there are movies that I go watch and it's like in the moment I was like, oh, yeah, that was a cool, good, good movie. And I just never think about him again. But this one's kind of been sticking with me. So, Again, I'm going to try to keep it spoiler free because, again, it just dropped. And if you haven't, um, you know, ha haven't had a chance to go check it out yet, I would definitely say, you know, go check it out, especially if you listen to our show. I'm assuming you're going to go check it out. And, um, you know, Jess is planning on watching it this weekend. And um, our full on balls deep spoiler review will be out in a couple weeks. We just want to get everybody a chance to kind of go check it out themselves as well. So stay tuned for that. So. What did I enjoy about this movie? I enjoyed a lot about this movie. The visuals, the CGI, not, you know, the visuals with the color. It, it is really Taika Waititi's style. Um, you know, it's the things that were in Thor Ragnarok turned up even more. And I think that is kind of what did it for some people. That is some of the complaints people are having, that it's a little too over the top. Like, I thought this was one of the funniest movies in the MCU, just with... The jokes they have, the legit humor, dude. Like, like you know, that's one of my favorite things about going to watch a movie in a packed theater. When something's funny, everybody laughs together. It's a good time. This one has multiple, multiple laughs throughout the whole movie. And it does really kind of feel like an action comedy, which I don't think is a bad thing, which we talk about all the time, that the MCU, that's how it kind of stays relevant and fresh, where... All of the movies kind of bring their own thing to it where it's not just the same cookie cutter model all the time because if it was, it would get very tiresome and very old. 
So that's how they keep it fresh. I would definitely say this is an action comedy, action adventure comedy, whatever you would say. You know, people complain about the MCU humor. Oh, they always have to like just fucking shove jokes and jokes, 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 jokes. And all of them like, yes, Doctor Strange has some jokes and stuff. But this is a legit comedy because, you know, you have Taika Waititi. There's a lot of funny stuff in here, man. I don't think that's a bad thing. That's... That's what a lot of people are really complaining of, that it doesn't really take itself seriously. It's just quips, 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 punchlines, 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 which I don't really think that, you know, way. But hey, you know, to each their own. If I'm in a movie theater and I'm laughing, I don't look at that as a bad thing, Um, especially if, you know, one of the hardest things to do is to make people laugh. Um. That is one of the hardest things where we're saying, hey, this is funny and you're going to laugh and people actually laugh. Now, there's instances where we laugh when we're really not meant to or that wasn't their objective. But in this, clearly the objective is to make the audience laugh and they deliver. They deliver on that. So, you know, that's just all the kind of like the reviews that I've been kind of seeing lately um, since this movie's come out. That's what they were saying. Oh, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's like, dude, like, I don't want to go back to how Thor 1 and, you know, the Dark World was. I think the, I think this character of Thor is much more suited to this type of style. And um, I thought, you know, Chris Hemsworth, I think I don't, it goes without saying, dude. He's Thor. I, you know, I know Chris Evans said he kind of is done playing Captain America. We know about Robert Downey Jr. I hope Chris Hemsworth never stops playing Thor. He's just that good. He is, he he, he is this character. You know, when you look at character, like, oh, these actors were born to play these characters. You think of... um you know, Hugh Jackman and Wolverine, Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool, Margot Robbie and Harley Quinn, um, you know, just to name a few. That like, hey, like the the character is so well suited to this person. It's like they were born. I believe that about Chris Hemsworth and Thor. Natalie Portman was, you know, it, it was awesome to see her back in there. Uh, I think we really haven't seen her since The Dark World. Um so it was it was it was really cool to see her in there again. She does a good performance, and I I can't I don't want to get too much into it, but I really like the the whole storyline and you know between them two. Um, go, Christian Bale, man, he is one of the greatest living actors. And I think people forget that all the time. Um, I think this was his first return to superhero movie since you know since he was batman um and i think he had been turning him down turning i I just saw this on tiktok today he said he had turned down every offer or anything until this because how taiko atiti pitched the strip uh, script to him and you know he read about the character of gore and was kind of compelled to take it on and he 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 does good man like he is he you know he brings it and Gore is the main villain, but yet he feels kind of underutilized in this movie because he's he's that good. And um, you know, my oh my biggest thing about a bad guy is is he, are they bad for the sake of being bad, or do they have a motive? Do they have a story behind them 
why they're doing what they're doing. And he does. The look, I know before it, you know, before before the movie came out, when the little promo art was out, people were talking about the look. It doesn't look like how he's in the comics. I don't read comics, but I felt the look for him looked good. They did a lot of visual stuff with him in the shadows and also the desaturated stuff, which they kind of show us a little bit in the trailers. And, you know, that was an interesting approach, and I think they pulled it off. Um, it looked great. Overall, the, the visuals in this movie were really good. Um, you know, just this Thor, you know, Valkyrie, King Valkyrie, I should say, and um, Korg and, uh, you know, just a few other things. You know, Russell Crowe is ridiculous. Um, I'll just leave it at that. And, um, you know, where I could judge, like, where I where I kind of judge a good movie. A, am I still thinking about this movie? Which I am. Did I enjoy this movie? Which I thoroughly did. Um, you know, what, you know, especially since we make podcasts and stuff. When I'm watching something, I'm also kind of, when I'm having thoughts like hey what do i what do i feel about this how did i think you know like when they did this what did what were my thoughts initially i kind of try to take mental notes of those and also when i'm watching a movie i'm like in my mind i'm kind of like i think okay i'm having a good time i'm enjoying this i i like this those thoughts were kind of running through my mind just i think that's why that was happening was because of the 68 percent rotten tomatoes so I was like, okay, there's probably going to be something in here or something I don't like or they do something here, which I kind of don't agree with. But when I'm seeing boom, 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 going through the movie, I was like, okay, I like that. I like that. I like that. That's interesting, but I could kind of go with it. It works. Um, and at the end of the movie, I was like, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I laughed. I liked the characters. I felt like I went on a good trip. It was a good time. There's a couple scenes in there where it was emotional. Again, I went to go watch this with my buddy, but there was two scenes where I almost teared up. So if a movie could make me laugh and almost make me cry and I could enjoy and have a good time in the theater, man, hey, that's a winner in my book. So, you know, without giving anything away, I would give this an eight and a half out of 10. Again, I just saw it yesterday, still digesting it. Do I think it'll come down a little from eight and a half out of 10? I don't think so. Um, just cause there's nothing that they kind of did in there that like bothered me or, you know, that I didn't like, they make a lot of interesting choices, but for me personally, I felt they delivered. I felt they did delivered. And, um, you know, I'm very much so looking more so, and you know, you guys go check it out and um, I'll be curious to hear, you know, what, what, what you feel about it and stuff like that as well. And again, our uh, full on spoilers review will be coming out soon. And um, on to fucking stranger things. Uh, speaking about thinking about, you know, like something sticking with me after I've seen it and uh, thinking about it, man, I can't get stranger things out of my mind. The big thing to do that is also on social media. It's still, you know, very much so in the limelight, which is awesome to see because, you know, when you watch something and you enjoy it and you see a lot of other people enjoy it and talk about it and it's just like, all right, dude, like, you know, like they're getting their flowers. Like it was a great fucking season. I'm glad it didn't go unnoticed. Um, 
The Duffer Brothers fucking crushed. The cast crushed. This was the best season of Stranger Things by far. All of the episodes were an hour plus. Some even more, an hour and a half. I think episode eight was an hour and a half. Episode nine was two and a half fucking hours. So when volume one came out and they said, hey, we're going to come out with volume two, I honestly didn't know how many episodes there was going to be and what was going to be. I was like, is it going to be like another seven episodes or something? But then like it was it was the weekend of my birthday. And, um, you know, it was it was it, when I when I started volume two, it was Friday and I finished it that day. Um, it was my birthday weekend. I was like, I'm starting it with Stranger Things Volume Two, and then my wife joined me as well. She she saw bits and pieces of Volume One, but um, she's like, yeah, I want to watch this too, you know. And um, we watched it together, binge through the fucking. I think it was like a total of three and a half hours or close to four hours. It was just so good, man. Um, okay, what did I enjoy about it? I thought Vecna was a great villain. I think that was a little bit of a knock in the previous seasons where their villains are kind of like the mind flare or the demigorgon and stuff. So having a villain, which actually has a backstory where it's where the villains actually a character and has speaking roles and everything like that. And, you know, just seeing, and then how they tied it in with it's been Vecna this whole time, all of the seasons it Vecna, he has been, behind it and he's building up to where you know he was getting to and he kind of accomplishes what he was what he had set out to do um eddie munson man (laughs) eddie fucking munson man um he is one of the most beloved fucking characters in the history of stranger things where um, um this is aside from the original cast um where you know he was he was a new character this season and just seeing how much people fucking loved his character and you know he 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 had a great performance and it was a good interesting character you know added into the bunch and play you know he he did the character Eddie did well with the rest of the cast and he had some he had probably one of the most badass moments that I've fucking scene in stranger things or like you know in any other fucking show when he is on the roof of the trailer playing master of puppets in the upside down the duffer brothers did such a good job with music obviously we have the kate bush running up the hill um fucking the fact that that song came out 30 plus years ago and it's number and it climbed up to number one again because of the show and then i think the same thing happened with master of puppets as well just the way that they use music i you know really commend them i i think i think you know when for me when i think of a director being really good with how they utilize music i think of james gunn guardians peacemaker all the other movies that he's done, Suicide Squad. He does a really good job with the soundtrack and incorporating that and using it to tell the story. And the Duffer Brothers, dude, crushed with their music selection and how it's incorporated 
And, um, you know, it just really uplifts the scenes. The scenes are badass. Like in, in volume one, when Max is running out of Vecna's hold and is going through the portal to get back, to get out of there. And, you know, you have running up that hill playing. That is a badass scene. When you have Eddie standing on top of the trailer with his fucking guitar playing Master of Puppets as the bats are coming towards him. You know, you have the montage going with them, you know, their plan going into motion. You have Dustin just sitting there like rocking out and being like, this is the most metal thing. And um, it was badass, dude. I just can't I just can't verbalize how how cool it was. And it's just dope to see. You know, I'm not a metalhead, man. Um, you know, I more pop punk uh, than anything, alternative rock. But I enjoy Metallica. I like Metallica. And then, you know, you see in Thor as well, Guns N' Roses um, playing, um, you know, throughout. And um, just this music, you know, which is kind of hitting this you know with our with our age now as we're getting older you know back then it was like hey the the music that was in the 60s and 70s and the 80s and now it's like you know kind of the music that we kind of grew up with not you know i grew up in the 90s but kind of the music that we grew up with is kind of getting into the you know the limelight just how taika waititi and thor uses music the duffer brothers fucking use music great in um in in stranger things man um and then I, i was i was looking at an interview of I was looking at a interview that Joseph Quinn was doing. I think it was like Entertainment Tonight or some shit. But um, I think they asked him like, "Hey, how much of the guitar playing was you?" And he said, "Well, it was mostly me. Like, uh, I've been playing guitar since I was very young." So I was like, "Holy shit, that makes it even better." If that was really him playing uh, Master of Puppets while that was all, uh, you know, in in that scene. Obviously, they did overlay the actual song as well. And then today I saw, um, I think it was on TikTok. Uh, Metallica did a duet, uh, you know, uh, a duet with that story. Um, they're all wearing the Hellfire t-shirts. Uh, it was just cool, man. <sighs> it was sad, dude. I've been thinking about it. Uh, you know, his, his death, uh, it affected me. <laughs> uh, you know, just been thinking about that character because I like that character a lot. But I kind of get it. I kind of wish, you know, the bats ended up killing him. Like, you know, because Steve kind of got away from the bats. But, you know, the bats ultimately killed him. I thought Dustin, you know, in those scenes was really good uh, with Eddie. Um, and Eddie just kind of going out like a badass um, where they had the chance to escape. But he's like, hey, man, I, I'm not running away this time. Chrissy, this is for you. And, you know, making that heroic sacrifice. And I kind of get it. Like, if he would have gotten out of there, he's still kind of, wanted for these murders and stuff like how do they explain that how do they kind of clear his name you know so but hey you know you never know you know nobody's they've brought in people back you know before um we all thought hopper was a goner but hey you know so you never know uh it but it seems like they're like hey no he, he he's dead uh he's dead but um let's see um when you know they go in where Max is the bait and where you know she kind of goes up and I was like are they going are they going to kill her? They're not. They're not. They're not. And then her arm snaps. It's like and I'm, you know I'm sitting there with my wife, I'm watching it with my wife and I just go <gasps> I fucking gasped. 
like a bitch and she she just started busting out laughing but um you know just seeing what they did with max and um she's still alive but maybe she's brain dead or what's going on i think that's going to pay dividend into season five and you know like they kind of they didn't win it was the town got destroyed the gates kind of opened and um you know this is going to lead us into the fifth and last season uh, you know I, I i did have some kind of questions like you know when they finally get there at the end when everything's happened where dustin's kind of oh you guys don't know about max it's like but they do know why didn't they say anything why didn't l tell them like i was there i was helping so i was just like oh okay i wonder why why that happened but okay and then um that that scene where they all kind of like run up to each other uh to hug <laughs> that was an awkward scene that, it was funny. Like uh, myself and my wife, we were busting out laughing. We rewinded it a couple of times. It just looks so. It looks like they made like five, seven, eight like takes of that. All right, and action. They're all kind of just like lightly jogging towards each other. And um, you know, it was cool to see. Even though everybody was separated, them all kind of doing their part. Um, and at the end of it, we do get a reunion of the whole team. So. That's going to lead us into episode five. It kind of leaves us on a cliffhanger. And, um, you know, the Duffer brothers have come out and said that Will is going to be a big, kind of like the main, like one of the, not only, he already is one of the main characters, but he's going to have a bigger role in season five. Um, you know, it kind of started with him. So, you know, let's see what they'll do. And, you know, he says that Vecna is alive still, but he's very, very hurt. They fucked him up pretty good with shotguns and, Molotov cocktail so I just I just loved this season of Stranger Things dude it was just so well done um it was very enjoyable it was very enjoyable and I can't wait now we gotta wait two fucking years until the next fucking season comes out but um that's kind of my thoughts on Stranger Things and um you know I hope you guys enjoyed the show um I really wanted to talk about these things so I you know jumped on here um and go check out Thor, man. Thor Love and Thunder. If you're an MCU fan, you know, I think you'll enjoy it. If you don't, you don't. But, um, you know, you're going to go check it out regardless, I feel. But um, thanks so much for listening, guys. Um, you know, subscribe to the pod if you already haven't. Give us a rate and review. That always helps us out. And um, until next time, again, our Thor spoiler review will be coming out in a couple weeks um so we're going to give everybody a little time to go check it out themselves so until next time this is Guggen signing off bye bye